everybody. Welcome to another episode of Divorce Talk with Twyla. And yes, let's welcome your host, Twyla M. Marks. Here we go. Come on, Twyla. <laughs> divorce Talk with Twyla is where we, all of us, we talk all things divorce. So sit back and relax. Take notes. Get your pen and your paper. But most of all, enjoy the show. All right, Twyler, you're up. Go ahead. I wrote this song when I was 14 years old. And at the time, I really didn't know what I was writing about. But over the years, as I kept singing it, traveling across the world, it makes a lot of sense now. Like this. Anybody here ever know you've done wrong? Sat in your bed and you cried all night long. Tossed and turned from life's ups and downs. Feel up for your friends and they couldn't be found. You told Jesus. Hello, everyone. This is Twyla. I'm an author. I'm a speaker. I'm a radio host. I'm a life coach. I'm Coach Twyla, the Get Your Happy Back Divorce Coach. Thank you so very much for tuning in on today. So listen, today's show is work on you. So have you or anyone you know been through a traumatic breakup or divorce perhaps? And you ask yourself, how do I pick up the pieces? How do I start over? Well, today my special guest is going to share some great information in the importance of working on you or in other terms or in other words, self-care. So I'd like to welcome my special guest, Dr. Zoe Shaw to Divorce Talk with Twyla. Hi, Twyla. Hello, hello, Dr. Zoe. Yes, I love it. Thank you for joining me on tonight. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to have this conversation. Yes, I'm excited that you're here. And again, thank you for graciously accepting the invitation to be a part of Divorce Talk with Twyla radio show. And so, Dr. Zoe, we're going to talk tonight about working on you. We have several listeners and viewers that may or may not know where to begin as it relates to working on themselves. So first off, uh, Dr. Zoe, I'd like you to introduce yourself to the listening and viewing audience, and then we're going to just dive right in to our conversation. Ah, introduce myself. Okay, well, I'm a licensed psychotherapist. I'm an author of a book, A Year of Self-Care, uh, daily affirmations and, and tips for working on yourself all year long. Uh, I'm a mama of five. I am a wife. I um I'm a fitness fanatic, and I really, I'm passionate about helping women who struggle in difficult relationships, including that sometimes difficult woman themselves. Yeah, yeah. So difficult relationships. And so it's not just um, divorce, it's relationships in general, right? 
I do. I help women choose divorce. I help women make a decision about whether they're going to do it. I help women walk through the divorce process. I help women after divorce. And I help women who choose to stay sometimes in difficult relationships and figure out how to stay healthy and strong within a relationship that they might decide to um, to stay in. Yeah. Yeah. That's so powerful because a lot of times we as women, um, we don't know where to turn or the decision. It, it's not an overnight decision, right, Dr. Zoe, to make that decision to leave a toxic relationship, i.e. marriage. It's not. I've been there as a divorcee mm -hmm. myself. So, And it took me from the time I thought about it five years. And I talk about this. So it's, folks, it's not an overnight process. So if you need someone to help guide you through that process, Dr. Zoe is phenomenal to help you do that. So Thank you. You, know, yeah. you mentioned five years. The yeah. average couple will sit on a divorce-worthy topic for six years before they get help. And then mm. it's very common, like you said, it's very rare that people just overnight decide I'm going to end this marriage. And so it does take sometimes years to get to that point. And that's okay. A lot of women will feel like I've wasted my time. You know, why did it take me so long? And it's because you're making a really big decision and it's okay. And you've got to prepare yourself. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's so good. So Dr. Zoe, let's talk about, um, so someone maybe listening and viewing this tonight or mm -hmm. on the replay, what, um, how, how important is self-care? That's the question. How important is self-care? Say they've made that choice. They've made the decision to leave that relationship. Now it's time to rebuild and work on you. Yeah. You know, I think everybody hears why self-care is important. We all know, put the oxygen on yourself first, right? But I think the question isn't to ask yourself, is it important or why is it important? But to ask yourself, why is self-care just as important as all those other people and things you have to take care of, right? Because mm -hmm. often what happens is we're busy, we're tired, we have kids, we have work, we have this relationship we're trying to figure out. We have so many things, so many things that are burning that need to be taken care of that ours always goes on the back burner. And mm -hmm. what you have to do is come to the point where you realize that your care is just as important as all those other things you're caring for. And it's a matter of figuring out how to put it on the same level, if not above, yeah. right? That's where it is. And, and the reason why you do it is because it actually makes you able to care for all the other things better. I can say it's good for you. I can say it's healthy for you. But somehow that doesn't really necessarily resonate when you're in the midst of a really difficult time. But if I tell you it's going to help you get through this time better, it's yeah. going to help you care for all the things, maybe that will be enough for you to understand, okay, it's important because it's going to help me get through this stuff. Yeah. Awesome. That's awesome. Wow, wow, wow. You're so right. It's very, very important. So you know, I, I, me, myself, um, I'm going to be a little transparent here. Um, when I went through my situation, Dr. Zoe, I wish I knew someone like you, <laughs> you know, at the time. But um, I really just decided to do things that I enjoy doing, you know, and that was going for a walk in the park. And I tell clients that as well. Yeah. What is it that you enjoy doing that maybe you haven't done in a while, right? 
Um, if that's walking through the park or if that's going to a sporting event, or if that's taking yourself to dinner, some people think that's weird and it can be awkward sitting at a dinner table by yourself in a restaurant. Um, but there are some things that you just have to do that you enjoy doing. And some people don't even know what that may look like or what that is even. So that leads me to my next thought is what are some things that people can do to work on themselves and self-care and suggestions if they don't know what it is, or they may feel awkward. Like I mentioned earlier, going to, re mm -hmm. to a restaurant, sitting at a dinner table by themselves. What do you suggest in those um, for those areas or those times for those folks? Yeah, that's a great question. And I will give you a moment of self-disclosure myself. Okay. Um, because I wish too, when I was in this space in my marriage of going through a very difficult, sometimes dysfunctional marriage and trying to make this decision, am I going to leave? Am I going to stay? Um, that was a period when I needed to care for myself and I didn't ha necessarily have that roadmap either. So I wish that I had it, but that's really why I do the work that I do uh, for women right now. Um, so I think I'm gonna, there are a lot of questions that you ask there. So I think the first thing I'm going to do is help define what self-care is. Because a lot of people do, I, I see it as like, there's like a 360, right? A lot of people look at one part of self-care and it's like, oh, like you said, do what feels good to you. That's great. Um, you know, take, you know, um, do fun things, get the massage, get the bubble bath. That's a part of self-care. Yeah. But I have two definitions, really, that I think encompass all of it. Um, the first, I'm just going to read from my book. Which yeah, is, yeah. My definition of self-care is that self-care is a daily exercise, one that is free but priceless. It's a reckoning with your soul where you declare, I am worthy to be cared for. And that is really a state of mind, right? Yeah. It's, I am worthy to be cared for. It's not mm -hmm. just a thing you do. And then the other thing when it comes to self-care is I think of self-care as learning to mother yourself well. Mm. And if you think of what a mom does, a good yeah. mom, she makes you eat your vegetables. She makes you go to bed on time, right? Yeah. She yeah. makes you do the things that sometimes you don't really want to do because her job is to care for you. And so yeah. in addition to all the fun things that mm -hmm. self-care is, self-care is also taking care of yourself like your mother would take care of you. Yes. That's so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's important to look at it that way. That way we're, we're not skewed and we're not doing something that feels good in the moment, but doesn't yeah. really care for ourselves necessarily in the, the full spectrum, right. Or long run. So, right. um, so I'll, I'll continue with saying, okay, so what are the things that you can do that look like this, right? That declare oh. to yourself, I'm worthy to be cared for, right. um, that are, are mothering. So for someone who is in the midst of maybe deciding to end marriage, one of the things that is, is well, first I want to commend you because that is such a huge step and that is such a yeah. scary step. And yeah. you're making a choice to end a toxic right? Dysfunctional relationship. If we're healthy, you wouldn't be ending this thing. Right. So what often happens is that this isn't the only dysfunctional, toxic relationship you're in. And so part of caring for yourself as you're deciding to make this change, a healthy change for your life is mm -hmm. to evaluate your other relationships and wow. work on making sure that you're getting rid of any other toxic relationships that you have in your life. Wow. 
that is self-caring, right? Yes. Um, another big one, and this can happen before or after, if you're after the divorce and you, you look around and you're listening to me right now and you hear, oh, wait, I might be there still. Great. Now's the time to start evaluating that. Yeah. Another thing is to purge. Oh, wow. It is so unhealthy for us to keep in all of our grief, all of our pain, all of our fears, all of our sadness, right? All of our worries and anxieties, right? Whatever stage you're in, you need to purge it. It is healthy for our bodies. It is healthy for our mind. So you need to figure out how, how can you do that? Are you going to write? Are you going to get up every morning and, and write or journal? Are you going to find a therapist? Are you going to make sure that you're leaning on family or a trusted friend? Or are you going to just get out every day and walk and re press record on your phone or your uh, device and talk and purge. There's so many ways that you can do it that are free, but yeah. you have to get it out of yourself. Yeah. Um, and then moving too. moving is so very important, moving your body. And I don't like to even just say exercise because sometimes exercise can feel like a chore. I want you to figure out how you can move your body every single day in a way that feels good to you. That will help you do it daily. That yeah. will help you be more consistent and you're going to see the benefits. And if you try to do some exercise like running or, you know, lifting weights that you hate, do something mm -hmm. that feels good to you. That's moving your body every single day. I love it. Oh my gosh. You dropped some bombs there, Dr. <laughs> Zoe. Love it. Love it. Love it. Now I want to go back to a couple of things that you said. Um, yes. Well, you said purge. I love that. We have to learn how to release our inner feelings, right? Yeah. Don't hold yeah. it all inside of us. So, you know, that is not, that's not healthy. Right. And then another thing you mentioned about a trusted friend, surround yourself with people that you can trust. And that is the key word, mm -hmm. Dr. Zoe, trust. Yes. Because during that time and transition in your life, folks, you, you we have to surround ourselves with people that we can trust. And it may be people that you may think well, you can trust, but you can't, right? It may be new people. Yes. And you know, it may be new connections, but yeah, that's so, that's so key. And I tell people that too, get well, around people that, that support that. you and trust and you can trust. That's awesome. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And Go when ahead. you're wondering who can I trust, my suggestion yeah. is talk to people that are outside of this. So yep. whether it's friends or family who are not a part of this, talk to people who are not, who don't, aren't invested in this relationship, who aren't invested in, in, you know, the two of you being together or the two of you being apart, who aren't themselves hurt or affected by it. Um, because when you're talking to somebody who's a part of this in any way, then they also have their own grieving process and they cannot give you any kind of advice from an objective point of view. So that's one of the ways you kind of look at it and figure out who is okay and who isn't okay to talk to. That is so great. Awesome. Awesome. And you said moving your body. I, I my mm. mind immediately went to exercise, <laughs> mm. but that may not necessarily be the case as well. Right. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. I love it. Love it. Love it. Wow. Wow. So Dr. Zoe, we're going to take a couple minute break and then we're going to come back and dive deeper into our discussion about work on you. We'll be right back folks.
Well, we're going to take a break. (laughs) Um, The music's not working. So hello, we're back. We're back. (laughs) A little technical issue, but that's okay. So Dr. Zoe, as we Mm -hmm. continue our conversation about work on you, Mm -hmm. um, we've talked about the importance of self-care. You've given us definition of what self-care is, what that looks like. So we may have some folks say, oh my gosh, I just don't have any motivation to do anything. Um, mm-hmm. They just made a decision to end a toxic relationship or toxic marriage. And it could be just overwhelming emotionally, physically, and perhaps even spiritually for this person. So Absolutely. how do what do you suggest um, to people? How can they get motivated to really focus on themselves self-care is imperative? You know, it's such a good question Mm. and you might not like my answer, (laughs) but getting motivated is not really um, the best route to trying to do something like self-care. The reason why is because you're not going to be motivated and the motivation comes from the results. So this is one of those things like divorce, like, you know, caring for your kids when you don't feel like it. Mm -hmm. This is one of those things that you need to do and decide that you're committed to it, even though you don't feel like it. And often, you know, when we decide, when we tell ourselves, well, when I'm better, when I feel like it, when Mm -hmm. I'm feeling better, then I'll do these things. Mm -hmm. We are sabotaging ourselves and we're shortchanging ourselves. So I'm asking you to decide that you will commit to doing something that maybe you don't feel like doing because of what I said at the very beginning of the show, because you know that it will help you do all those other things that you need to do better. Now, what I promise you is that over time, when you're doing these self-care activities and you're committing to it and you're getting into a routine of it, your motivation will develop because you'll see the results and it will feel good. And you'll know, I got to do this because I know I feel good when I do this. I know I can take care of them. You'll have the motivation, but you can't wait until you're motivated to start. Wow. That's awesome. Wow, wow, wow. And no, I love the answer. I I never looked at it that way. (laughs) So I love it, love it, love it. So um, Dr. Zoe, when clients come to see you, because I have Mm -hmm. listeners and viewers that are all over the spectrum. um, And so there may be somebody out here saying, you know what, I just don't know where to start or what to even do. When, what, what do you what's your action steps or what are the action steps that one individual would take if they're facing this situation right now? I say start with five minutes because yeah. five minutes, everybody can find five minutes in their day. Yeah. And start very, very small and free. Uh, you know, I've <laughs> I've been on shows before and um the the um host will say, you know. 
I don't always have money for a babysitter or, you know, sometimes I just can't, you know, fit a couple hours into my weekend. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Self-care is not just the thing you do if you get a babysitter. Self-care <laughs> needs to be something that you incorporate into your life, like brushing your teeth every day. You're not like, hey, I don't have time to brush my teeth. Right. Right. Who says that? You just do it. You know, you have to do it. You we figure out how to have time to eat. We figure yeah. out how to go to the bathroom. We figure out how to do those things. Right. Because right. we kind of have to do it. So I'm just asking you to start with five minutes for yeah. women who are busy. Often, if you have children, the best time to do it is early in the morning before they wake up. I'm not asking you to get up 30 minutes ahead of time. I know that's hard. You might, after you start seeing the benefits, be willing to do that. Start getting up five minutes early. That's go good. into your closet. Go somewhere quiet in the house before everybody wakes up. And you figure out what that thing is you can do for yourself in five minutes. Maybe it's just drinking a cup of tea yeah. and, and reading a paragraph of a book I that love you it. love. Maybe it's meditating. I don't know what your thing is, and I can't tell you, but I can tell you you need to start with five minutes a day and commit to that. Wow. That's awesome because it's going to create habit, right? It's it going to create a habit. Yeah. And yeah. like you mentioned, you will see results. You will see results. And um, yeah, I, I I agree with that because I created a habit. Every Friday, I took myself out and I didn't mm. happy hour. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, that may be, not be everybody's thing, but whatever your thing is, mm -hmm. do it. And that habit. And then if you don't do it, you'll miss it. It's like, oh, wow. You know, and so now because I developed that years ago, taking myself, it was just me, myself and I, Dr. Zoe, I didn't invite anyone, it was me. And even 14 years later, I enjoy taking myself out alone, just me, myself and I, you know? Awesome. Yeah, yeah. And that's something I did 14 years ago and still do into this day. So maybe not happy hour every Friday, but enjoying my own company. I developed that habit. And, and that is, that is just, I mean, that's a blessing, but that's a gift that you give to yourself because if you can take yourself out comfortably, if you can enjoy spending time with yourself, you've got a good relationship with yourself and that's beautiful. And that's paramount, right? To good relationships with everybody else. It's paramount to um, finding joy and peace in your life. Um, I just wanted to say one more thing about, yeah, about the, um, about starting and trying to figure out how to start, right? A routine of self-care. One mm -hmm. of the things that's really helpful is to think back to when you were a child mm. and think about the things that you did that you enjoy, that maybe you lost time doing, that you had fun doing. We often lose those or we feel like they're just childhood things. Mm -hmm. But in our childhood, we intrinsically knew what yeah. filled us up and we figured out how to get that. And yes. so if you're struggling with what can I even enjoy, start with that. I love it. I love that. I love that. Wow, wow, wow. Man, this is awesome. I'm loving this conversation. And I am hopeful that our listening audience and viewing audience is getting something from this. We all know going through a traumatic experience, whether that's divorce or grief or um, a bad relationship, not necessarily a marriage, but 
if you've shared any kind of time or any length of time with that person, it's a grieving process. Yes. And Dr. Zoe, a lot of people say divorce is worse than death yes. or it's like a death, but some people right. say it's even worse. And here's the reason. And I don't know if you've heard this because the person is still here, you know, so you still have to deal with that person. But uh, I can say that it possibly could be worse than a death. A death is final. The person's no longer there. Of course, you miss them. But especially if you have a child um, from a relationship or marriage, you at some point and on some level still have to deal with that person that may have hurt you or your heart's been broken from that um, experience and that breakup. Yes, 100%. Divorce can be worse than a death. Now, not, not all divorces are the same. Right. Um, but, and of course, we don't grieve all, you know, people who die in our life the same way either, but it can be. And one of the reasons, well, there's two reasons. Mm -hmm. One is that divorce, divorce is a choice. Yeah. Death, unless it's death by suicide, is not a choice. And so we struggle with the second stage of grief is bargaining, right? Mm -hmm. So we have, well, it's their third stage, sorry. We have denial, we have anger, and then we have bargaining. And it's really easy to get caught up in that third stage of grief because with a death, we're bargaining made up things. Like, mm -hmm. what if I could, maybe. With a divorce, it's real things. We think back and it's and we wonder if he could have done this, if I could have done this, and yeah. that person is still there here in this world. And so it is really hard to grieve a divorce. Mm -hmm. And a divorce is also less natural than a death because yeah. we intend when we get married, almost not, you know, 99.9% .9 of us intend to remain married until we die. Right. And so we don't expect that we'll have to go through it. We all know that we're going to have to experience death in our life, but many of us don't plan to experience divorce in our life. So the grief is stronger. Yeah, that is so true. Yes, yes, yes. Well, Dr. Zoe, is there anything else that you would like to add or share that you haven't already because that you've dropped some major bombs and it's been a great conversation on tonight about working on you. And uh, so, yeah, go ahead and share as we get ready to wrap up the show, whatever you would like to share. Yeah. You know, well, first, I think I, I just want to encourage you to set positive affirmations for your future. When we're mm -hmm. in the middle of, of something very difficult, it's hard to see that light at the end of the tunnel. It feels like we're going to be in this dark space for yeah. such a long time. And so at the same time that you're grieving, at the same time that you're in this dark space, I also want you, in addition to the affirmations, yeah. to recognize that you still need to be present because we spend a lot of time when we're in this space thinking, I can't wait until I'm over this. I can't wait until the divorce is finalized. I can't wait until I find another person. I can't wait until this or that. And we're yeah. not living in the moment. Mm -hmm. And so part of caring for yourself is figuring out how to be present and recognizing this now, this moment is my life. Yeah. I'm not where I'm going right? Yeah. I'm not where I'm going and I'm going to go somewhere really good, but this here is good too. And figure out how to sit and look mm -hmm. around in the midst of sometimes negativity and find the good and yeah. be present and don't wait to live because now is the time. 
Oh my gosh, folks, did you hear that? She said, don't wait to live, live no. now, yes. live now. Oh, that is awesome, awesome, awesome. So Dr. Zoe, how can people connect with you um, if you wanna share your contact information at this time, feel free. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So you can find me um, on Instagram at Dr. Zoe Shaw and uh, listen to my podcast, which is Stronger in the Difficult Places. I talk to women in difficult relationships, including that one with yourself. And you can pretty much find me anywhere on social at the handle Dr. Zoe Shaw. Yes. Yes. She's awesome. I love it. Love it, Dr. Zoe. So, yes. Yeah, so, folks, I hope and pray that you gain something. Um, some encouragement, motivation, even inspiration from this conversation on tonight with Dr. Zoe Shaw. She's phenomenal. She's a psychotherapist and this is what she does. She helps women in the difficult places and spaces navigate through traumatic experiences. So if you're in this space, please reach out to Dr. Zoe. She will definitely help you in your life during that time. Wow. So Dr. Zoe, thank you again for being a guest on Divorce Talk with Twyla. It's been an honor and a pleasure to have you on. I know we did an Instagram live a while back <laughs> and it was so good. I just wanted you to come on the show, um, Divorce Talk, and have this conversation. It's so imperative, especially now during this pandemic. I think self-care is even more imperative, right? Absolutely. Yes. Yes. And I just yeah. want to commend you on the work that you're doing, Twyla. I know that you are a lifeline for so many women. So thank you. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Oh my goodness. I almost brought tears to my eyes. Yes. So everyone, thank you so very much for tuning in with Divorce Talk with Twyla on tonight. And next week, I will have an amazing guest in our happy divorce. They are Nikki DeBartolo and Ben Helfon. They are an amazing couple that went through divorce, but now they help people in the space of divorce doesn't always have to be difficult and it doesn't. And so you don't want to miss that show that's next Monday at 7 p.m. And so until next week, Listen, this is Coach Twyla, the Get Your Happy Back Divorce Coach, and Divorce Talk with Twyla is out. All right, as you know, all good things must come to an end. What a show, though, right? Give it up for Coach Twyla. Oh, my gosh. Another great show. That's right. It's gone. But we'll do another one soon. Don't worry. You know that, right? It's to get your happy back divorce coach. And she is ready to help you always get your happy back. Are you ready to get your happy back? I bet you are, right? Happy feelings. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. See you next time with divorce coach Twyla. Yes, the coach that is ready to help you get your happy back. Take it easy and good night. Good night.